Fortnite has snapped up the services of a well-respected developer of Music Games, plus a company with a famous name but a dubious future is about to buy the IMDb of video games. Tonight is November 28th, 2021, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so love, you would say uh, even if... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwell. I almost forgot, forgot to put the fog patch on the table. There. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hopefully survived Black Friday, which exists in more countries than the day before it. Uh, as a holiday. Hello and welcome to a uh, a, a post-Turkey edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live in our Twitch chat, we're tar- they're talking about what Black Friday deals they got. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, right here at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Uh, join us live and interact with the show directly. Uh, but if you, you can't be here, I completely understand. It is Sunday night. Uh, other things are going on. Family stuff's going on. Uh, that's why we're a podcast. But you can join our Discord server. Vognetwork.com slash Discord is where we post stuff throughout the week. Uh, and you can uh, suggest topics for the few, uh, talk on the show or uh, respond to previous episodes as well as uh, kind of get a sneak peek of what we're going to talk about on the future shows. Um, so people are actually talking about what... Uh, Black Friday deals they got. The only thing I got was on Black Friday, or not really Black Friday, but during the Black Friday time, which we're still in, uh, is uh, I finally bought myself some EverDrive. Uh, so EverDrives are uh, cartridges for uh, for your classic game consoles, so Nintendo, Super Nintendo, stuff like that, uh, that take an SD card so you can play other games on your actual hardware. Uh, and they were all 20% off. All, all the uh, the current models of the EverDrive, uh, and I didn't have any, and I've always been meaning to get some, and I've uh, decided to pick some up. So uh, there, I don't no clue when they're going to get here. Uh, it it wasn't a rush shipment or anything like that, but uh, I'm looking forward to finally getting some EverDrives uh, and, and having that in my arsenal because I have the original hardware, but you know some of these games are about a thousand dollars to buy. Uh, so I, as much as I would love to buy. Uh, physical copies of those games. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd rather just play them on the original hardware and the original controller uh, without paying tens of thousands of dollars to a scalper. Uh, so that that's all I got. Um, I will say uh, that uh, if you have an appliance that goes out on Friday, which it wasn't me, it was my mom. Uh, and uh, well, well, if you had an appliance go out and you ordered it and it arrived on Black Friday, but it arrived damaged. Uh, you are not getting a replacement anytime soon. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so that's fun. Luckily we, we have a backup microwave that we were able to give my mom, uh, while we wait the week and a half for the replacement to get here because all the microwaves that she wanted were sold out because it was the afternoon of Black Friday and obviously everybody already bought all the microwaves that morning. 
Tiger Claw says, I haven't bought anything on Black Friday considering the things that I want are, are not available because of scalpers. So, yeah, that's a problem, too. We missed a deadline. I had this show planned out uh, last night, this morning, and uh, I had to rework the whole show uh, because I missed a deadline. So if you have followed the saga, if you've, you've seen my Twitter uh, or you see on, on, on Discord, uh, I got uh, a new Arcade 1-Up cabinet. And so normally, uh, tonight would be the night that we're like, hey, let's look at a video of me building it and let me give you my impressions of it. Um, and we're not doing that, which is kind of, which kind of sucks uh, because apparently nobody has this cabinet yet. I'm one of the few uh, because uh, it was supposed to come out in mid-December and Target decided to ship theirs out to arrive on Black Friday. Uh, so, uh, I, I got it and like, I, I look and like everybody else is like, Oh, arcade one of Tron is out. Let's look at some pictures of it. And I'm like, I actually have it. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I'm holding up to the camera, the actual in building instruction manual for the Tron cabinet. Um, so first off, uh, it was delayed. It was supposed to arrive on Friday, but because uh, the employees at FedEx were rightfully taking Thursday off as they should. Uh, that delayed my package a day. Uh, so it didn't get here till Saturday. And we already had plans on Saturday that we were actually going to be kind of canceling because it's a 120-pound package. And I remember from previous deliveries of Arcade 1-Ups that they don't put it in a different box. So there's this box that has... The, uh, the, the that says Arcade One Up Tron in big letters, colorful letters that will be sitting out on my front porch. So we didn't actually want to leave that out. So, but it showed up, and then we went to go do uh, some some friendsgiving type stuff uh, with some friends that we hadn't seen in two years because of you know obvious reasons, and uh, you know got back real late. So today was the day I was building it. And uh, I gave myself, and, and I started at about. Two o'clock, three o'clock, something like that, and uh, I didn't finish it. Uh, a lot. If you're experienced with arcade one-up cabinets, these only take you two hours. I am not. I am not an experienced IKEA builder. Um, there was a lot of looking for where things were, like where the screws were. I couldn't find the screws for like thirty minutes because they were hidden inside an area that I didn't think I need to get to yet. Um, so, uh, we got about as far as putting the sides together, um, which if you've ever built an arcade one up cabinet is a very hairy proposition because you have a lot of freestanding things that aren't bolted down on one side because you started off, uh, flat and then you have to add the other side on the, the, the top and things kind of fell out because in this cabinet, there's a couple things that are just wedged in. They're not screwed in. Uh, and then trying to, the last thing that we did, uh, and I actually had to get my wife to come help because we needed a third set of hands is attaching the screen to the other side. If you've ever built an arcade one up cabinet, you know, exactly the part I'm talking about where there's these little white things, uh, that go, and there's four of them and each one has four, uh, four screws. And you basically, you put the, uh, you you put the the you you put the screen down, and then you attach the screen to uh and to the 
the side. So if I'm on the podcast feed, you can't see this, but I'm actually holding up the uh, page that is the worst page in any arcade one-up build, uh, which is these little white things, and you basically screw the white things to the screen, and then you screw the uh, the 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 other side to one wall which is the easy part. And then when you put the other wall on the other side, the left panel or whatever, you have to screw them in on that side as well. Uh, that is uh, not easy. Rob Roberts says, confirmed that was the hardest part of my Burger Time cab build. So the, to be honest, I'm not sure it's totally right. Uh, so we basically got there. So the screen's on, uh, but we haven't, uh, I didn't put in the control deck yet. Uh, I haven't hooked anything up. There's a lot of cords. There is a Wi-Fi antenna that actually makes it a little bit harder to uh, to put on the screen um, b- because of uh, you you can't actually tighten the screw with the uh, Wi-Fi antenna there. Uh, so once again, I apologize to the podcast listeners. I'm holding up a piece of page, but the Wi-Fi antenna is actually here on the left side, and it's like this big black antenna. And in this. In this diagram, it shows that there there's clearance between the Wi-Fi antenna and the 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 white the the brackets here. Uh, that is not the case in reality. That is not the case in reality. So what this means is uh, I am not going to be showing you anything about the Tron cabinet tonight. Uh, I did. Um, I did. I have my camera down there. I didn't. I'm not filming the whole build because a lot of it is repeated from pre- other arcade one-up builds. Uh, I did kind of film putting together the stool. I do have the Tron stool, uh, and so I probably could have brought that up here. Uh, and it's a nice little stool. You'll see it next week. Um, and I will put in like you know putting in the, all the lights because this one actually has black lights in it. Apparently, there's another light that you can change colors and cycle through colors. Uh, and, you know, putting in the control deck and turning it on and, and playing it for the first time, but, uh, was not able to get it done tonight. So Tiger Claw says better late than never, I guess. Yes. Um, better late than never. I also didn't want to delay this show. Um, because unfortunately it got to be about seven fifteen Eastern and we started at eight o'clock and that's when I finally gave up and just like turned out all the lights and came up here and got ready. Um, and uh, Questbird says, assembles PC, wonders if the fans are in backwards. That was the hardest part of building my gaming desktop that I haven't actually started using yet. Uh, because I don't know which directions the fans should go. And when you look online, they're like, well, it's up to you. And I'm like, great. Thanks. So, next week, I will talk all about Arcade 1-Up Tron. Uh, I will show uh, part of the build process. I'll show it in... Uh, my arcade that also has black lights. Apparently, there is black light reflective art. Uh, I did not get it into that room. I'm building it out in my the hallway where because there's a lot more light out there. Uh, and uh, we'll talk all about Tron and and geek out about Tron and really just play Discs of Tron because that's really the good game. The other game, eh, Tron's a but Disc of Tron is where it's at. Um, so yeah, so uh, I apologize for not getting that tonight, even though I kind of teased that I would have it tonight. Uh, if it had come Friday like it was supposed to, we would have been able to talk about it tonight because I probably would have built it Friday night. Something uh, else that uh, uh, that, that uh, I, I do want to mention uh, that I came, that came out, actually this schedule, uh, I learned this came out last week while OLR was on. So this is about a week old, week old of news, but Awesome Games Done Quick 2022 is occurring 
uh, the second week of January. I have been, uh, once again, uh, fortunate enough to be selected as a host or a donation reader. Uh, and uh, I f- have my schedule now. So uh, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing. Uh, now, these times are kind of approximate. I'm going to be doing three shifts, eight hours worth. There's eight hours of me on Awesome Games Done Quick uh, where you can hear me read your donations. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited because a lot of these are games I asked for or I had mentioned that I had really liked. Uh, so on uh, Tuesday, January 11th, starting at 10.13 a.m., approximate it, it will probably be later than that it really depends on how late runs go uh previously because it's, there's they've basically just plan out the whole week and then things shift um final fantasy 13 so uh it starts at 10 13 a.m eastern uh and i'm, I'm we, we haven't dis- determined if i'm doing the first or second half i think we're kind of assuming i'm doing the first half because i'm the first name listed but it's a five-hour game and i'm not going to be hosting for five hours straight so uh I'm going to be doing the first half of Final Fantasy XIII. Sabera Messia is going to be doing the second half. Uh, it's an any percent run by Kyarun, and it is, uh, it's like I said, it's five hours. Uh, it's the longest run in the entire marathon. So that's going to be Tuesday afternoon. So come, if you're on the East Coast, have your lunch and listen to me. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, have your breakfast and listen to me. Uh, and Breakman says, I really like the Final Fantasy 13 combat system. Well, then you should see it when, like, a speedrunner is using it because of the combat tech mechanics that he's using. Uh, he, he just makes that combat system shine. Uh, it, it's really amazing to watch. On January 13th, Thursday, starting at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time, is, uh, is Lost Judgment. Now, this is a Yakuza game. Even though it's not called Yakuza, it is a Yakuza game. Our buddy Froob who was the runner for Yakuza 6. Uh, So the whole rugby baby thing, he's the runner. Uh, He's going to be running uh, this uh, for the PS5. It is a three-hour run, and he's doing the any percent category, and we're going to have a lot of fun with Yakuza. He's he's already... I don't know what incentives they're going to be doing. It's not going to be anything as, as... as amazing as Rugby Baby, but there's still amazing things. It is a Yakuza title after all, so there might be some Bakamitai karaoke going on. I don't know. Um, so, uh, and, and Rob Roberts says, are there any babies in Lost Judgment? Why are in? Uh, the thing about Lost Judgment is that, and, and this is, this is, shouldn't be a spoiler, but, uh, you spend a lot of time beating up high schoolers. So there's a lot of violence against high school students and and you're a grown man and there's a lot of violence against high school students. So I don't know if that's like babies or no. Um, and then on January 15th, which is the last day, that is Saturday, uh, I have two, uh, two runs for it's another two-hour uh, two shift. I have an any percent run of Earthbound at, starting at about noon Eastern uh, by a Japanese runner by the name Octopus Cow. And uh, this, this runner has been totally demolishing the any percent category. Uh, recently, I think he actually got a sub one hour. He actually beat the whole game in, in like 59 minutes, and, and they didn't think that was possible. Uh, so he's a Japanese runner, so it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to have his commentators do most of the work for that. Um, but uh, So there's going to be an uh, Earthbound run, and then after that, at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, Cool 114 is going to be showcasing Mario Kart Wii all tracks. So basically they go through and do all the time trials. 
uh, of all the tracks and, uh, and, and, and beat all of them in like less than an hour. So uh, that's what I'm going to be doing at Awesome Games Done Quick. So you'll see, uh, hear me Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for about eight hours total, which usually, you know, to, to be honest, usually you only get six hours. So I'm not reading anything into it that I've got eight hours, but, uh, but, it, but it's all good. Um, thankfully, I didn't get We Love Katamari because that that's at like four in the morning. Uh, and even though I had talked, said like, you know, hey, I had a good rapport with the uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 runners, um, they, they, the Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, randomizer race is right after Lost Judgment. And the people in that race asked for a very specific host that wasn't me. So totally works out. It's going to be amazing. Uh, that's going on after Lost Judgment on Thursday. Uh, the Rakeman says the game doesn't need babies. Too many gamers already act like they are toddlers. Like you, Breakman. Like you. You're one of them. I'm so glad Great Breakman's here, though. He sticks around, too, which is great. Mike Def says, nothing can be as remotely as amazing as rug- as uh, baby rugby. Rugby baby. I, I agree, uh, but hopefully we'll have some new, different type of memories from Lost Judgment. We're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, some of the news uh, that I wanted to talk about this week is, uh, well, No Man's Sky. Uh, so this is the first thing I was going to I wanted to talk about uh, in lieu of the fact that I'm not going to be able to talk all about Tron for the next 20 minutes like I would want to. Uh, but it, there were these timed events in No Man's Sky called Expeditions. And uh, if you missed them, you, you thought you missed them. And uh, guess what? You, you didn't miss them. So. uh there's good news. Uh, Eurogamer reports that there's good news for No Man's Sky players still miffed at missing their chance to add Mass Effect's Normandy SR1 to their Mighty Frigate Armada earlier this year. Uh, Hello Games is bringing back all four of the Exploratory Space Sims Expedition events starting t- uh, on the 24th of November, so it's already started, meaning players will have another opportunity to earn all of their associated rewards. Expeditions are No Man's Sky's stab at live service style seasonal content offering limited time curated experiences that condense and reshuffle the game's ever expanding systems into a series of progression based challenges with various cosmetic rewards served up as different milestones are reached. So the first expedition, expedition Pioneers launched in March and was followed by Beachhead, which concluded with the delightfully unexpected Normandy reveal. Uh, the really very excellent Cartographers was up next, providing a wonderful re-entry point for La- Laps players, and this year's Expeditions concluded with Emergence, a deliciously dark adventure for those that can't get enough of No Man's Sky's giant sandworms and would very like what, much like one of their own. Also, Dune came out, and so I think it was part of that. Uh, all four Expeditions will be cycled back in chronological order, with players having two weeks to complete each one before it makes its way to the next. Expedition 1 will be, uh, be available from the November 24th to 7th of December. Uh, and the Normandy is up for grabs again as part of Expedition 2, um, and returning from the 8th of December to the 21st of December. Expedition 3, which is Cartographers, is back between the 22nd of December and the 4th of January. And Expedition 4, the Emergence, the one with the Sandworm, uh, makes a big noisy entrance from the 5th of the 19th of January. Um, the, the, 
Hello Games says, quote, This marks the end of 2021, which has been another busy year for our small team as we celebrated No Man's Sky 5th anniversary with four major updates. This now takes us to 17 large releases, as well as countless smaller updates, community requests, and hot fixes. We are very proud to have been on this uh, adventure with you and humbled that we were able to take continue taking No Man's Sky to new and exciting places. Already, work has started on some exciting plans for 2022, and there are no signs of us slowing, unquote. Questbuster in chat says, I wish I didn't lose my save. I'd be all over the uh, these expeditions. These expeditions are on new save files. They're, so they're reset. You have to start from scratch. Uh, you you basically, they're, they're on new planets. Um, and the, the grinds have been, re- uh, re- you know, reduced. Rob Roberts is even pointing all this out. Uh, so the grind has been reduced a little bit. So you can get stuff easier. Uh, you don't have to to, and and they even give you things like that you would normally have to uh, to work on, um, and 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 then the rewards you can redeem on any save file. So if you really wanted to play your old save, uh, and, and get these rewards, you, you can't do that. But uh, if you uh if you start up a new game or these expeditions, you can just you convert the expedition to a regular save file with all the stuff that you have. Um, and, and then you can just continue on from there. Uh, and, and yes, the rewards are also cross platform. So if you do the expedition on PC and then you have it for Xbox or PS five, uh, you can redeem those rewards. As long as all your accounts are linked up together, uh, you can actually redeem them, uh, across any, all of your platforms. And Questbuster says temptation to go back in rising it. You should. And uh, so, uh, but Rob does say, if you're going to do number one, start now, uh, because uh, you're going to have to do like 20, uh, you have to go to 20 planets and do three frigate missions and things that'll take a couple days. So you, 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 it takes some time. The Normandy one, from what I understand, was a little quicker. I didn't even jump into the Normandy expedition uh, because I, I, there was other stuff going on, I think, in my life. And it was also really short. So... Questor says, maybe, maybe I don't need to free Yara from Giancarlo Esposito where I did this moment. Well, you know what? He, if you, if you, he'll email you if you really want. You can have El Presidente email you. And Rob Roberts says that Normandy was two weeks originally and it was by far the fastest one. So, yeah, I'm, I may actually go in and do the, the do to that one. Um, because I, I did not do Expedition 2. I did Expedition 1, and I watched a lot of Expedition 3 on Rob's Twitch. So I didn't have to do it myself, because I don't like storms. So, uh, and then, uh, so some, some companies got bought. And uh, I, I'm, I've seen enough companies be bought that it's never, never completely a great thing, as great as it sounds in the beginning. We're going to do this one first. Harmonics. Is uh, they've they've had a, a very, it's been really difficult for Harmonix, uh, over the years. Harmonix started off as 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 most companies do as an indie studio. Uh, they got bought at the height of the Guitar Hero popularity and lost the ability to do Guitar Hero. They got bought by MTV Games, and then uh, MTV Games sold them back to themselves. They got rid of uh, they they got rid of of that, and uh, so Harmonix was indie again. Unfortunately, everybody still treated Harmonix like a AAA publisher, even though they were no longer a AAA publisher. They got sold from their AAA publisher. 
and so they kind of they kind of flustered along doing like some smaller releases and people were expecting big huge releases that they just couldn't do there were layoffs and all that stuff and now uh, another company has swooped in and bought them uh epic games and uh harmonics and epic games have announced that epic games has purchased harmonics uh they're joining the epic games family this is a monumental day for the team and one that would not have been possible without years of support from you, our fans. This is the official Harmonix blog that I'm reading from. Over the last 26 years, we have pushed ourselves to redefine how people experience and interact with music from the earliest, earliest days of the Axe to Guitar Hero, Rock Band, Dance Central, our VR titles, Fuser, and everything in between. We have aspired to redefine what a music game can be. Now we'll be working with Epic to once again challenge expectations as we bring our unique brand of musical gaming experiences to the metaverse. And we couldn't be more excited. E3VLS, do I need to buy new plastic instruments? No, you will not. Uh, because they're not doing that anymore. So, uh, they, there's, this is the FAQ. Uh, what does this mean for Rock Band DLC? Nothing. We're going to be continuing with our existing DLC plans. And there are a lot of great tracks coming as we wrap up 2021 and push into next year. So notice they do say existing plans. Will you keep doing Rivals Seasons? That Rivals is the uh, is uh, you know Rock Band's seasonal service content type thing. Uh, they got a fun season twenty five already planned, and plenty of ideas for seasons twenty six and beyond. Uh, what about Fuser events? So Fuser is their DJ game that came out. Uh, no change there. They're still going to be doing Fuser events. Uh, now E three VL here's here's for you. The question is. Does this mean more rock band instruments will be made? This is not in our current plans. So no, they're not doing plastic instruments. Um, and the, what are what about the servers for insert harmonics game here? Will those be taken offline? There are we are not planning to change the way we support any of our older games. And then here it is. What will the Harmonix team work on next? Now we know what Harmonix is going to be doing, and this is why there's going to be no plastic instruments. We will work with Epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. While we're not ready to share any specifics, the whole team is incredibly excited to get started. Stay tuned. Harmonix has been bought by Fortnite. And essentially, all Harmonix is going to do at this point is they're going to design content for Fortnite, which means no plastic instruments, no plastic cowbell, Breakman. Uh, you're going to be doing experiences in Fortnite, and they're going to be designing new things uh, that will work with Fortnite and the different musical concerts that they've been doing, uh, making probably making those more interactive uh, and, uh, you know, expanding what Fortnite can do outside of a gaming context. So... This does not mean Rock Band 5. In fact, it pretty much guarantees there is not a Rock Band 5. Uh, there probably will not be many other products coming out of Harmonix because Harmonix is just going to be the music arm of Fortnite. So, um, ZenMonkey11 says, there's a Guitar Hero-type game for Oculus Quest. It's amazing. Who needs Rock Band now? There actually is a Rock Band VR uh, that was made for the Oculus Rift. Um uh, not the Rift S, but the Rift. And it was it was actually kind of cool. Uh, it actually used a Rock Band controller. 
and you put one of the touch controllers in the neck of the controller, and that tracked your guitar. That's They used that for the motion tracking for the Six Degrees of Freedom on, on the guitar, and all the Oculus Rifts came with this adapter that you would put on your guitar that would then, you would hook the, the Oculus Quest, uh, the Oculus Touch remote into it. However, with the redesign for the Oculus Rift S, the new touch remotes don't work with that. Um, but uh, it was for the Oculus Quest, and it was it was basically Rock Band, uh, and uh, you were playing. But it wasn't. They actually had a standard mode where you were like in a blank void, and you were playing Rock Band tracks, uh, you know, and the notes were coming at you. But the main one was you were on stage, and you had riffs and chords and stuff that you would play, and you, it was more about your performance and moving around and and stuff like that. Zen Monkey says, the new guitar game, I have it. I will look up the name. I use my Guitar Hero gar- uh, guitar to help me hold my hands in place. It's great, and has a lot of good songs in it, real songs. That's awesome. Um, you know, there, There's a couple other companies that make those games, like Rocksmith is around and stuff. I don't think they're in VR, but that's awesome that it's, that it's over there. So uh, I don't have an Oculus Quest, so it's not for me. And I don't have the Oculus Rift anymore to play Rock Band VR, so that's a great $50 I'll never get back. And then the other uh, company that's being bought, and I'm a little bummed out about uh, with this, is uh, is a company called, or is it's a site called Moby Games. And you've probably, you might not have actually heard of Moby Games, but for people who were have been around for a while in the industry, we all have a great respect for Moby Games. Uh, it was actually started by somebody I knew in the demo scene, uh, Jim Leonard. He go, uh, went by Trickster when I knew him. Now he's Moby Gamer on Twitter if you want to look it up. Uh, and uh, Moby Games is essentially the IMDb of video games. And it's the IMDb of video games you don't actually know about because you probably think of more like, I think, Giant Bomb has an index of video games and stuff. But IMDb, uh, but not IMDb, but Moby Games started out as a repository in the 90s of uh, uh, of old DOS games and Amiga games, you know, games that were from like the 90s, made in the 90s. But now, PC Gamer reports that Atari announced on November 24th that they have reached a deal to acquire user-driven video game database Moby Games for $1.5 million. Moby Games is a singular resource for those interested in gaming's history. Users can upload summaries, screenshots, box art, and developer information for anything from upcoming releases to games from the very dawn of the millennium into a database that currently stands at 300,000 unique titles. This information is then assessed by volunteer fact checkers like Wikipedia moderators. Unlike Wikipedia, the user-driven uh, database is for-profit, which has already led to conflicts of interest between users and its owners. This is not the first time that Moby Games has changed hands to an ailing corporate owner with a questionable future. Gamefly Media, a Netflix of games, I use, it's, it's, it's Game Pass for physical media, is, is what Gamefly is, uh, acquired Moby Games back in 2011. It redesigned the site in 2013, which impacted basic functionality and prompted a community backlash. But then the site traded hands again with Blue Flame Labs buying Moby Games from Gamefly and adopting a curatorial approach to the site, rolling back Gamefly's changes and letting it run much as it had before the initial acquisition. That happy ending may turn out to have only been a temporary stay of execution. Time will tell, but 2021 Atari doesn't exactly inspire confidence. The company is big on crypto and NFTs. Announcing a baffling real-life hotel project. Well, that part could be cool. And has indulged in embarrassing balance with Soldier Boy. 
None of this speaks to strong business instincts or rogue the future for Moby Games should the deal go through. So the zombie company Atari, which is not Atari. I think it's Infogrames. It might be Infogrames that changed their name to Atari once they purchased Atari. Uh, I, I think it's them, and they uh, they don't exude a lot of confidence. Questbuster says the site redesign was absolute trash. When it rolled back, there was much rejoicing. The current look of Moby Games is the same look they've had for years, and it's still real, really easy to use. Uh, Moby Games is the place where I'm actually having my game credits. I'm not in IMDB. I'm not in Giant Bombs database. I'm not in uh, any of those databases, but I do have an IMDB profile, or I, or I do have a Moby Games profile. I keep calling it the IMDB of games, and that's why it's in my head. But I have a Moby Games profile. The one game that I did that's in Moby Games, I am credited on, so I actually have a profile that says, yes, I actually am in the industry. Um, Questbuster says, I'm with Bobby. I'm really worried what Atari might do with Moby Games given their recent projects. I mean, you know, if they're really heavily in NFTs, they may try, you know, say, oh, look, we own these screenshots now that were contributed by the community. You could have an NFT of a screenshot of Mule from the Commodore 64. Dr. Sia said, I heard, uh, heard something in one version of the story. Atari was also looking to acquire Antstream. I believe, I, I don't know if... I think that might have been like the headline, and I'm, this is kind of like buried. Oh yeah, Atari is also buying mobile games, uh, but uh, yeah, I think Atari is looking to purchase AntStream as well. And I know that they already have a partnership because the Atari VCS console that's out now uh, has a special version of AntStream on it. Um, so I would not be surprised if if Atari tried to purchase AntStream. Um, AntStream very much seems like a project that was being taken off the ground by a, a team of developers that was looking to get acquired. Like that was the end goal. They wanted to get acquired by a company and Atari might be that company. Um, and Dark Tessia says, kind of worried because I'm super into playing on there lately. Uh, I was a Kickstarter backer of Antstream and uh, my two-year subscription lapsed. So I'm no longer in there. Uh, still in the Discord. Uh, but, uh, you know, because I've got like a backer's private channel and stuff. And if I leave the Discord, I'll never get that back. But... uh I, I haven't actually been using it all that much. I see the game announcements that they're doing, uh, w w and they've got some cool stuff going in. Uh, still very European-centric, which if you're into those games, that's awesome. Uh, but a lot of European publishers uh, that were on there. And uh, it's it's a neat service, and it works. It does work. The streaming tech works great. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what its future is going to be. So uh, we are going to take a quick music break, and then I actually do have time for some calls. So if you want to call in and talk about anything, go into our uh, uh, Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, that is uh, where uh, you can go into the Green Room voice chat channel. And uh, if you're in there, I can pull you in, and we can uh, chat about anything going on in the gaming industry uh, after this break. Uh, so hope maybe we'll see some of you there, and we can, we can talk about Forza. I didn't talk about Forza. Are you happy and proud of me? I did not talk about Forza Horizon 5 this week. You should be so proud of me. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. If you want some cake, listen to the Bobby Blackwolf Show. My wife made this amazing, like, Italian cream cake for Thanksgiving, so I had some cake. It, it, was, it was truthful. 
It was a very true cake. I was very happy with it. Uh, and I still have one piece left. Sad that the leftovers didn't last that long. Uh, so, yeah, so if you want to leave a bumper, you do not need to offer cake. That's totally fine. I don't need cake. Uh, I, I, I want cake sometimes, but I don't need it. But you can contact me. Uh, I really just need either an audio file or a video file of just your voice. I will decide what DMCA violation I want to put behind it. And, uh, you know, then we will work it into the show. Something about, you know, introduce yourself. Uh, and uh, you can even say, like, if you do a podcast, say the name of your podcast. That's totally fine. And, uh, you know, if you, if you do a podcast, a lot of people do podcasts. If you stream, put your put your streaming channel in there. If you don't do any of that, it's totally fine, too. Uh, you can uh, do that and uh, contact me somehow. Uh, you can either uh, send me a Twitter DM or you can send because my DMs are open, which is scary. Uh, and or on on Discord, you can contact me and we can get some new bumpers in. So this is kind of the open part of the show uh, where uh, sometimes I make it to this part. Sometimes I don't. Uh, so I try not to 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 overload the show uh, just in case. But since uh, you, nobody's in the green room right now, so we can actually talk into uh, talk about uh, anything else going on in the gaming industry. If somebody wants to bring up something in chat, uh, we can we can talk about it. Uh, I and Mike Def said he hasn't played more of uh, Forza Horizon Five. I played a little bit more this week. Uh, but um, n- not too much. I, I did not spend that much time playing video games this week. Uh, I barely got enough time to build a video game this week. I mean, look at that. Um, but uh, I, I did play a little bit more of the Vocho story. Uh, so so I was able to go through more of that, and, and uh, which is the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, if you remember Mike Def's call from a couple weeks ago when he was talking all about the Vocho and, and, and how that... Uh, how that really was like part of Mexican culture. It really does go into more of that. And, you know, the, uh, the, the person giving the story talks more about the story about her, her famous uncle and, and, and what he did and what she, the different things he would do to, to change it and restore it and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I think it did a really good job of conveying the cultural aspect of it. Um, but I'm also like, I'm not Mexican. So, but, but the beginning of it, at least the beginning of that story I know was, uh, Mike Deft mentioned, uh, was, was handled really well. And I will say, I do not like the monsoon season in, it's very hard to drive when there's a monsoon going on because the wet season, they don't do snow anymore. It's like, it's dry, wet and, and two others that are kind of in between, of those and those are the seasons instead of spring summer winter fall it's like you know dry humid wet and and something else dusty or windy or something um and and so for that week you get other that's when you get the different weather patterns so the dust storm doesn't show up when it's monsoon season instead you get a monsoon with stuff flying around the breakman says anybody have any good cyber monday deals um I mean, I know there's a Steam sale going on. Uh, and ZenMonkey11 says, Wildermyth on Steam, get it now and thank me later. Game is cool as hell. Um, the Breakman says, no snow? I love it already. I mean, yeah, I realize Mexico is like near the, like it's it's south of, of the U.S. border. And it's close, you know, not at the equator, but it's closer to the equator than anywhere in the U.S. Except for maybe like the tip of Florida. So they don't get snow down there. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is $10 right now. And apparently 
uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has gotten a lot of positive reviews on Steam. Like, it's been review-bombed to be mostly positive now, which is weird. Uh, but I guess all those, uh, basically CD Projekt Red just being quiet and just quietly patching the game, it's now apparently a playable game. So 10 bucks uh, might be worth it for Cyberpunk. I enjoyed it. I, I rented it from that Gamefly service that, that we bashed in one of the previous episodes uh, or the previous stories. Uh, and also PlayStation Plus one-year sub is $40 at most retailers right now. So that's a good deal as well. Mike Dev says, there are places that do have snow, but they're in the mountains. And I wonder if that, like, in that caldera, because there actually is, like, a volcano in the game that you actually go up to. Maybe, maybe it snows up there, but they don't actually snow. Like, it, it's not like Forza Horizon 4, where, like, it's snow on the ground for the entire week of the winter season. Uh, most of Mexico is either desert or forest jungle, and that's 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 what I remember driving through a lot of. Rob Roberts says, need Game Pass Ultimate Deals, LOL. The Amazon one sold out. So here's a here's something I learned. Is that if you find a good deal on an Xbox Live Gold card, Xbox Live Gold cards do have a translation into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Now, how it kind of works is... Uh, so if you have like, cause I actually accidentally did this. I was sitting on Xbox live gold cards because I had bought too many. Uh, and you can only extend your Xbox live gold for three years. So in 2019, when they did the, you know, pay $1 and convert your entire subscription to game pass ultimate, I jumped on it and I had bought two, two year cards, which you can only extend out for three years. Uh, and so I bought like a, I, so I couldn't use that second two year card. And I, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just buy a year. And I couldn't use that one year either uh, because I really needed like five months or something like that. So I was sitting on these codes of like a two-year Xbox Live and a one-year Xbox Live. And it turns out that if you are currently uh, have Game Pass Ultimate and you put in a, uh, you have a one-year of Xbox Game Pass Gold. So if you have a card that's a one-year for Xbox Game Pass Gold, that's four months of Ultimate. And it just adds four months to your existing Ultimate subscription. A two-year card adds eight months to your existing uh, subscription. So I, with those two in one year that I purchased, I added another year to my Xbox Game Pass. And now I have it until June of 2023. So the reason I'm getting that uh, saying that is if you see a good deal on Xbox Live Gold for a year realize that that is four months of Game Pass Ultimate. So a year, each year is four months. A six-month card is two, two months of Game Pass Ultimate. It's basically, it's, it's, it's like a third. So, um, and a three-month gold, uh, Xbox Live Gold is one month of Ultimate. Only if you already have Game Pass Ultimate. It's an extension of your current subscription. If you are not subscribed at all, then those count as gold, and then you pay like a little bit extra to convert them to Game Pass. So there may not be any deals on Game Pass, but if there's deals on Xbox Live Gold and you have Game Pass, maybe look into it and extend for, you know, get a couple months. Coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash VOG Network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. Uh, who talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and uh, they did not have a deadline tonight that they had to... Uh, that they had to work around and, and miss 
Uh, so we like to check in with them and see what's going on over there in Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, Bobby. I'm here. How are you? I, I am doing. I'm doing well. I am sorry that I did not uh, have a Tron video for you because I know you were looking forward to it. You don't have to be sorry. It's just that much sooner. I'm going to be hatefully jealous. Yeah. Because I, I got the I got the instructions. I got the I got the build <laughs> instructions, but and I've gone through most of them. Like I'm at the end. Like that's the yeah. thing that sucks. It's like I'm I'm at the. Uh, and I'm showing to the, the Twitch audience, which I know you can't see. I'm at the part where it's like, put in the control deck, which is like one of the yeah. last things you do, and then plug everything in. So like, I'm at like almost the end of this build. And then, but it was like, I'm like, I, I have to go on the air in 45 minutes. So I have to. Yeah, start. but confirming that that screen attachment is by far the worst part. Yes. That was the slowest part for my first build of the Burger Time cabinet. And um, I don't know, assuming if the Tron doesn't sell out and stays on that market for a couple months, there's a possibility I'll end up picking it up after all. We'll see. I also just saw there's a deal um, not to not to shill somebody who's not giving us money to shout them out. But I will in good faith mention they were having a sale on a Super Pac-Man counter cabinet, like the okay. mini ones that sit on the counter. And that was only like I think it was about 150, so that was pretty. I, I'm kind of tempted for that one because yeah. the counter space is a lot easier than the floor space right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it it might this might because what I'm learning is especially like when you read online because arcade one ups uh, used to be like two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars, and mm. this one this Tron one for two games it was six hundred ninety nine. It was seven hundred dollars which is a lot more than people want to pay for something with only two games. And I totally get it. I totally get it. So Disney money, Disney tax. Yeah. It's probably the Disney tax, but also I think killer instincts also seven, like six ninety nine. like a lot of the newer ones. Nintendo are tax. Yeah. Um, so it, they're all tax because it's, they're all just third party, you know, licensing from Capcom or, you know, or Konami or whatever. Um, so people are saying, you're, I'm getting priced out of these arcade one-ups. I can't afford, you know, $700 for just two games. So this one might stick around for a bit because it is a little bit too high for some people. Um, and, uh, and I will know next by next week, Breakman says, I won't know by next week, but no, I'm probably actually going to keep building it tonight while listening to OLR on my jukebox down there. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I'll know next week if it is if it is worth the seven hundred dollars or not. Uh, and it's more the aesthetic. I think that's what they're going for is like people who have game rooms and they want the aesthetic, and that's really what I think their market is now. Instead of just random person who loved Mortal Kombat as a kid and decided to get the Mortal Kombat cabinet, which was t half the price of this Tron cabinet. And I think um, to the uh, limited edition Burger Time cabinet that I got. Um, there was still available for, I think it's finally gone now, but I think it was still available for like a good nine months on their site. So I do feel hopeful that maybe in about three, four months, um, we'll be able to pick up the Tron machine. I, uh, I, I know I've been talking about on my show that we have some big plans to go to London next year. I have to be honest. I'm not sure that's going to happen now at this point with some of the recent things that I've talked about on my show, as well as, um, uh, just what's going on with COVID. You know, and now, you know, the testing when you travel and now we've got this Omicron variant, which I know we still don't know a lot about, but it's really kind of putting the reality check that, you know what, international travel may not be in the books after all for next year. But maybe that'll mean I can get a cabinet after all, after yeah. after clearing some hurdles. We'll see. Yeah. Well, keep the open mind on the travel, because I know I remember how excited you were 
about that announcement. Yeah. So like, don't close the book yet. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I can I can see you Not starting yet, to close but, it. But yeah, the reality is you have to get the tickets six months in advance, right? It's for yeah. the best deal. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Breakman does say, I get the idea that Tron cabinet had uh, me yelling profanities. Uh, not at the cabinet. What I was actually yelling profanities about had nothing to do with the cabinet, and it was more my time management of not starting early enough so I couldn't have it ready for tonight. It was well, the you timing. you built a couple of those cabs. You would have thought yes. it wouldn't have taken you as long. Yeah, no, it, because the others took real. me about four hours, and so yeah. it was about a little over four hours is when I had to stop. So uh, it's, um, it's uh, so that's what I was, it was more just like I wanted to have it by tonight because apparently nobody has these yet. Like I haven't found YouTube, like the Arcade One Up YouTubers aren't doing their unboxing videos of this yet. So we would have been one of the first, but that's fine. I'd, it'll probably be a better reaction next week after I've had a week to play it and I could actually show it set up because I haven't built the base yet. I haven't, so I also have to build the base. I just worked on the cabinet itself. Um, and so, so I think it'll be better next week. It's just, we mm -hmm. won't be first. We won't get the clicks. Well, we can't have finish it tonight. Clicks. Post the, po I say post the video early, get the, get the clicks, get the engagement, and yeah, then you can recap it on Bobby's show next week. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll think, I'll think about it. Okay. Um, so no man's sky. We, I can now go in and get the Normandy. What should I know about this? Um, the Normandy mission, I think, is probably the easiest one just because it originally was two weeks. And so it was a little, little faster moving. There wasn't as much grinding in it. Um, do not wait until the night before to do any of the expeditions because many of them have grinds built into them. Things like you have to send out freighters on missions. And it is just like it's near impossible to do that all in one day because you'll get some easy ones that you can clear in one go. But then there's others that you're just not going to be able to clear with the base freighter. So unless you drop 50 million credits in freighter upgrades, and even then it's not guaranteed, you're not going to get all the missions done in one day so like i kind of said um during honestly and by the time the podcast goes up it's going to be too late for expedition one but for expedition two get started on it as soon as you can i don't think it's as bad with expedition two because you know again it was designed to be done in a short time frame but if you want to do three or four later on down the line those do have some grinds in them i remember finishing three relatively fast um but two and three were the only ones i finished i never did finish one uh and i didn't finish four either four had some grinds one and four have the same block that i hate and that is gathering the whispering eggs mm -hmm. which if you've played No Man's Sky, you know that there are some alien eggs, and when you attack them, the swarm comes after you, and they're very nasty little critters. Um, but to get the eggs, um, I found it is very easy now. Like I actually found a planet called a nest planet, and it is filled with eggs, and the best way to do it, grab the or, you know, attack the egg, grab the thing, and then dig a hole straight down so that the swarm can't get you. Just dig a hole straight down that you can jetpack out of when the swarm goes away. And so that's my my plan to get through stealing the rest of the eggs I need to get uh, for this first expedition. Awesome. And and just to kind of clarify, the Normandy, you don't get to fly the Normandy. No. It is a ship in your freighter fleet, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very good ship for your flater, fr flater, freighter fleet. Um, one of the best, really. And yeah, don't, uh, the, the, you know... I imagine the agreement was very, very kind and no money exchanged between EA and Hello Games 
Um, so do not expect much outside of a very purely cosmetic sort of situation with the Normandy. But it does. It is cool. There's a sticker you get to. You get to carry the Paragon and Renegade titles. So there are some extra things as well. Um, but you know, it's it's not suddenly No Man's Mass Effect. Temper yeah. your expectations appropriately. It's just a really neat little crossover that's almost subtle but really cool to see. And uh, what else are you going to be talking about on OLR tonight? Well, there wasn't a lot of news this week, Bobby, but uh, we tried to scrounge up a few things. Well, speaking of Mass Effect, uh, apparently it's been optioned for a TV series. You know we at OLR have some passionate opinions on Mass Effect. I've got some things I really don't want to see them do with the TV series. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, tonight as well. Uh, and I think um, I think we'll mention as well, um, I know we really, really talked a lot about the Activision situation last week. Um, unfortunately, it is not done just because the holiday happened this week. Bobby Kotick is unfortunately still employed. Uh, and now all three big uh, console publishers with Nintendo this week have commented Basically, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, Activision's got problems we don't like. Yep. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, talking about Tron from Arcade 1-Up. It will be done, Breakman. It will be done, Breakman. It will be done. It's almost done now. So I don't want to hear it, Breakman. I don't want to hear it, break man. So uh, we'll be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Uh, so you can join us live and interact with us directly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf and our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where you can see uh, pictures of the build. I will go ahead and even post up some videos and stuff of it. Uh, but the full, like, discussion I will save until next Sunday night, unless I decide to do something uh, a little bit extra for the YouTube, but I don't want to leave the podcast folks out. So uh, we'll figure out this week what, how we do it. But you can find stuff there uh, about the build as it goes on and, and see it in my room that has a lot of black lights in it. Uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we want to thank everybody for being here uh, and thank anybody that does go above and beyond uh, with uh, bits and subscri subscriptions. We read those at the end of the show. Didn't have any tonight, but that's totally fine. Uh, you know, Black Friday happened, uh, you know, and there's there's other things going on. Uh, and so I totally understand uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just you all being here, uh, is very much appreciated. So, um, and the Breakman says on the seventh day, Bobby rested. I will rest. There's no rest for the wicked. And apparently, well, th that's why Breakman doesn't rest. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the button before I, uh, make fun of Breakman more because I want him to come back. So I like talking to Breakman. Uh, so, uh, yes. So take care of yourself. December is coming. I can't believe we almost made it all the way through the year. Be good to each other. I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.